Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for joining us this week. Well, after AC Milan the musical. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a musical, but yes, I am back from Milan. Was it good though? It was. It was very good. It was very good. Stadium definitely is knocking down though. Fans are mad, aren't they? Though? Oh, absolutely! They're absolutely crazy. They were singing and jumping at the end, and uh, the stand started to wobble beneath my feet. I felt like I was going to be in like Final Destination Six or something. It was going to crack, and I was going to fall. <laughs> oh, that's good. What about you, Callum? Anything good? Do you, you play this week? Yeah. Any good? Nope. Do you want to say anything about it? Nope. I kicked two from three goals. That's as good as it got for me. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so well done. Well done. I've just been excited because it's Roland Garros. Yeah, you're it's the, I love right, it. It's man. the best sporting event in the world. Yeah, it's I favorite time of the year. In the world? In, well, non-rugby league. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Absolutely love it. I think it's great. Fair enough. So, um, yeah. So, that's uh, I've been uh, I've been glued to that the last few days. Mm. But, uh, excellent. I love it. So, what have we got on tonight, Callum? Uh, well, as always, the there's the Super League review. Uh Bobby has got his stats, hopefully, if he he could be bothered this week. I have, I have been bothered. Okay, excellent. Um, Quick run through the NRL scores, and then our big segment of the night, if you like, is the Challenge Cup preview, and we'll be joined by Johnny, our Wigan fan, and Nathaniel, our Huddersfield fan, to preview the Challenge Cup final. Who do you reckon's most nervous out of those two? I think they're equally as nervous. (laughs) You think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I it's, it's 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 final week and it you can't help you you know if one team were top and one team were bottom I think you'd still be equally as nervous anything that can happen can't it in the yeah, final true well let's see if they're ready then shall we yeah okay oh well, and then obviously uh, Bry will be on did you forget Bry yeah till I looked at my notes the world's great rugby league's greatest Elton John impersonator I don't think he's gonna be. Uh, Elton John tonight. I think this week, Matthew, <laughs> is going to be <laughs> Freddie Mercury by all accounts. Is he? Yeah. Right. Excellent. So, something to look forward to. It is. I don't know what to say. No. So, well, I'll tell you what I will say. Should we, should we get on with this instead? Yeah. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. I still love that puzzle. Best jingle ever. <laughs> we can't say that every week. But... I can, until okay. we get a new one that I like more. Okay. Oh, right, let's start with Thursday night then. Mm. Warrington, 10. St. Helens, 12. Bobby, thoughts? I thought it was actually a very poor game in terms of the quality. I think Warrington and Saints usually attracts a big game and I think you expected a lot more from it. There was a lot of handling errors, a lot of drop balls and it just did not live up to my expectations of what this game should have been, really. Yeah, um, I think I agree on the whole, really. Uh, Warrington probably, probably put their best... 80 minutes together for quite a long time. Um, 
and we're probably unlucky to lose it because Saints made about eight or nine handling errors in the first half or something, and and the try that they got, uh, the first try that they got through through Warmsley was very lucky, really. Very. But at the same time, shouldn't be stupid and trap it, should you? No. Well, can I ask a question on that? Are you allowed to trap the ball? Because I always thought it was a penalty for doing so, but against Hull on Sky last week for Saints, they give away about three or four penalties by doing the same thing. Yeah, it's, uh, I think they must have changed the rules. I, I yeah, thought it was the, um, illegal do to it do that, but yeah. you see it all the time now, so it happens okay. too much for it to just for it, it not to be. No, it's a bit of a nonsense, really, because I think you expect it to go in and out and sort of the defensive line, and then they go, don't they? Yeah. And then they get caught offside. Which I suppose is the... the tactic, isn't it? Yeah, so... But yeah. You mentioned about eight or nine handling errors. Saints, yeah, uh, Bobby. You know, you've just said they put Warrington have put the best eighty minutes together. Or were Saints poor? I think it was a mixture of both. I, I did, Warrington did look improved to me. Um, I think putting Gareth Widdop at fullback helped him. I thought he was probably their best player. Um, Is that a long term? Fix, do you think? I don't know, but we, we've seen it with England as well, where he's played in the halves and then had to go back to fullback and had an absolute stormer at fullback during the last World Cup, I think it was, wasn't it? Where he had a, a run at fullback and, and we, you know, we got to the final we're, uh, uh, on another day and may have won. An ankle tap away. Yeah, so. And he had su- uh, successful spells as, as fullback in the NRL as well. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he seems to be a better fullback, doesn't he? Yeah, um, you know the Williams try all came that put them back within two. All came from Gareth Widdop's, um quick thinking to to hit that line from when uh, was it Matauti caught the bomb, didn't he? Yeah, and he saw yeah. the gap, hit the line, bang, and he was going to give it to Williams, and that was it. Mm. And Saints scoreless in the second half. Yeah, it, it, I think. On the other side of that coin, then, with that question we're asking, Saints are poor, and I think we've mentioned it for the last couple of weeks that they are essentially playing with half and half a half back. Mm. Um, and I, I think, um, I think it's starting to to show now. Mm. And the, the winning games based purely on their defensive efforts. Yeah. You can't do that every week. No, you can't do that every week. And if you played somebody who was in a, a richer vein of form, they'd probably lost that match. Yeah. And Bobby could have could have actually lost it as well in the last minute. Yes, they could. Um, first of all, fantastic footwork from, was it Connor Wrench? Yeah. It's quick as well, isn't he? Because he, he, he made the break for the first try, the opening try. Yeah. yeah. For, um, that was for Widdick, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it and was, then, yeah. and, then, uh, and then he danced around Lomax, didn't he? He did, Um Put the footwork on Lomax, fantastic, really well done. And then uh, Tommy Makinson just came out of nowhere from, I think, well, he must have gone from the other side of the pitch, from what I imagine. Did. So that was that was incredible as well, and just puts him into, I don't know if it was into touch or if the ball went forward, I think they gave it as forward, and it was a knock-on because they played on, didn't they? Everyone mm. was sort of dancing around Tommy Makinson before. it was before. the effort from Makinson that forced the Yes, error. it was, yeah. But, but to see that in real time and actually get across. Yeah. Superb from Makinson. Superhuman, that, after playing 80 minutes as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if um, Wrench should have kicked it forward. 
Maybe, maybe that's just a lack of experience, but just... Um, he, I don't think Tommy Makers gave him any time to think, did he, really? No, but no. I, I think from this, though, I think both teams will be, I suppose... I don't know whether it's opt- optimistic or relieved or whatever. That in, in, regardless of the, the result, the performance that they put in before this week's break. Mm. Saints have opened up a four-point gap. Warrington have put uh, a good a good performance in. Yeah. So I think this, this, for both teams, there's, there's positives out of the game. Yeah, no, there is. Um, Warrington will take a lot of confidence from that. And, and Saints will be up, hoping to have um, a couple of bodies back in, well, next week now, um, which means they, it might allow them to reshuffle that three-quarter line and push Wells be back into the halves and focus on one job. I think, feel like he's been taking you know two roles on um, over the last few weeks, so maybe that'll settle them down a bit. We've just said they've opened up a four-point gap, and that was courtesy... Um, of their rivals, Wigan, going down 31-22 to Hull FC. Yeah. Again, it was the Jake Connor show, really, wasn't it, from a Hull point of view? Well, you mentioned something last week about his speed of passing. Mm. And I think that was that against Saints. Yes. And you you, you mentioned about the, the bullet speed passes, didn't you? Mm. And he had three of them that set three tries up yeah. this week. Yeah. The first one was magnificent. Yeah, the, to Swift. To Swift. Yes. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, that was like, woof, just blinking, it's, and it's gone across two men or whatever, and Swift's in the corner. But mm. um, you mentioned that last week, and, and it was even more apparent this week. Yeah, uh, just unbelievable passing game when he wants it. Um, mm. And then obviously he got another two. So we ended up with five try assists throughout the game, which is just incredible really but again not the first time we've seen that this season I, th- I think no. I had a stat earlier in the season that he, he broke the record for six assists in one game and yeah not the first time we've seen it from him so he, he's clearly showing that you know he can do this it's just he just seems to be very hit and miss and it's the inconsistency of yeah. it all in it that, that I think um, a lot of fans especially Hull fans will find uh, frustrating yeah definitely I agree but going on to the other side of the coin in, in Wigan, you know, that's that's back-to-back losses for them now. Um, going into a Challenge Cup final, not going to be on the biggest head of steam with that. Um, you'd probably look at that game the week before the final to really charge onto that. They had a lot of big guns back as well this week. They did. they did have a lot of big guns back, but it's a funny one, isn't it? Because everybody wants to come through that game without getting injured. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to miss a Challenge Cup final. Or banned. And and if they win the Challenge Cup final, I'm sure all will be forgiven for those two losses in a row. Yeah, yeah. very true. Yeah. The um, Carmo, the Carlos Tumabavi try was uh, <laughs> uh, ballet esque, wasn't it? It was very uh, yeah, Swan Lake. It was. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. It was he just sort of tiptoed his way. It was uh, down the touchline, didn't he? Yeah, he sort of dummied it without dummying it, didn't he? Everybody just sort of went to the other side of him and he sort of looked and was like, all right, cheers. Yeah, yeah. off he went. Um, two points from this game, if, if I can. Um, I'm pretty sure, right, that Josh Reynolds dived in the in-goal area oh, and, was I... out, and was out of play when that ball went down. I'm, I'm sure I, of that. I tried to pause it uh, and, when, and I managed to pause it once when it was like, 
it, the best I could get was like this simultaneous thing, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And I'm I'm pretty sure he dived out. Of, out I'm of I'm I'm so I'm sure of that as well. I was watching it on the telly. So you can't pause it the same. I'd have to go on YouTube or something and slow it down. And, yeah. But yeah, I I it was uh, it looked a bit um, <laughs> suspicious, didn't it? Well, I think Bateman put a big appeal in. Yeah. Being gold touch judge. Yeah. And and somebody I think it was Marshall as well because he was side on to it mm. uh, and he did as well. But he just looked like. Why, why do you leave it that close? Yeah, yeah you don't, do you? Bizarre. Uh, secondly, just a, a bit of a, a, a point about Hull. We've been really critical, haven't we? Our Hull fans have been really critical around uh, Gale and Reynolds. Mm. Um, and big decision from Brett Hodgson this week, I think, to go with them. Yeah. Because Lovadoo was on the bench and Gale came back in after missing out on the Saints game the week before. Yeah. And I was just wondering the way that it, the way that the game looks, is this isn't gonna this isn't gonna sound great, and I don't mean it this way. Is Connor the problem? As in, are they trying to squeeze everything towards him, which is not allowing Gale and Reynolds to be dominant? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. Is he? suffocating and stifling them mm. because of the way that they're trying to push it all. Mm. I, I don't know. And it's set three tries up this week, you know, and he's the focal point. Mm. You know, you say to anybody who's Hull's best player, it's Jake Connor, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, without question. But is that coming then at the expense of some sort of structure around Gale There's obviously There's obviously not a lot of confidence with the halves that they've got or any of the halfback pairings that they've used because they keep chopping and changing it. Yeah. So the only consistent figure there is Jake Connor. Yeah. But they won't have signed Gale and Reynolds on cheap money. No. The the Luke Gale situation is funny, and I still think he's got something in his locker to offer. You know, I think he's got a lot to offer that whole team. Um, he's just having a real dip at the minute, isn't he? Uh, for whatever reason, I'm, I don't know. But if they can get him clicking, I mean, I don't like Josh Reynolds. I think he's rubbish. I think he's been a waste of time. And I think a lot of Hull fans feel like that. But it'll have come on a big a big portion of the cap. Yeah, probably. But if they can get through with, for me, if they can get through with Reynolds and Gale in the halves, Connor at fullback, if they can get the halfback pairing working now... Mm. I'd have Lovadua at nine mm. over Houghton, and I don't want to sound disrespectful to Houghton because he's been an absolute great servant of the of Hall and played his four hundred game League. on the, in that game. Yeah, fantastic. So well done as well. Lovadua just gives you that bit of speed around the rook. Maybe that's yeah. coming off the even. Maybe that's coming mm. off the bench. Maybe. Yeah, and um, and I think that's what they want to do, but because of the problems that they've had in the halves. He's not. He's then been forced to play. Lovadu has then been forced to play six. They haven't found a way to get that triangle working. No, that one six seven have they? No. And if they can get that right, they'll be they'll be up there. Especially, with I the, mean, they're up there now. But what I mean, I know what is you mean. Yeah, even be, more. So. They'll be pushing be for finals, grand final, grand final. Especially with the likes of like Sate um, in the props. Sow, Mao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new signing. <laughs> ah. So, I think if they can get 
that triangle, right? And that's, well, that spine, if you like, or, you know, what, what, four fifth of that spine. Yeah. And you fall back, you're six, you're seven, yeah. you're nine, and then obviously you've got your 13, but that, I think that's pretty solid at the minute, so. Yeah. Okay. What about the other finalists then for this week? Uh, Huddersfield, 17, Toulouse, 16. Um, yeah, I. I think this was a, a very classic case for Huddersfield of one mind into the final next week. I'll be perfectly honest. They didn't look the usual selves, but then again, they did manage to to warrant a comeback. Now, whether that's, as we've said all year, to lose just don't look up to Super League quality. And again, they've let another what should be win slip from their grasp. But, yeah, I think it was just a classic case of one man in the final and then, right, we've got to bounce back here. Um, yeah, I, it's similar to the Wigan situation, isn't it? Nobody wants to get injured. Mm. Everybody wants to play in the final. Uh, but but credit to them from coming, you know, coming from uh, 16-6 down right, yeah. to, to, to win by a point. Um, I did think that Toulouse looked quite be- uh, a bit better. Corey Norman made his debut. Uh, for Toulouse, which maybe it's a bit early to, to say because obviously we, we only see the highlights of this game, didn't we? So not quite sure what impact he had on it. But, you know, if he brings his experience and and can lift his yeah. game a bit, he, he's definitely going to improve them, isn't he? Definitely. Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with Bobby a bit because I think for the last few weeks, Toulouse, they haven't really been battered. No. They've looked as though they get into grips with Super League a little bit better than perhaps we thought they were at the start of the season. And they've made statements of intent in, in, in players that they're signing. Mm. And Corey Norman is one of them. So they're improving their side week by week. If they'd have had the side that we spoke about at the first two or three, four games, absolutely no chance. No. Now, now I'm, I'm not as... Ashall, is it Ashall Bolt? Uh, Bolt, sorry, Ashall Bolt that they brought in. Yes, yeah. I don't, it, he's he's looked really good for them. Yeah, did they sign him or is it still a loan? The, Not, um, uh, I can't remember. And the Navarrete try, uh, yeah, was what superb. a what an effort that yeah. was from the big man. But uh, but I think you know, like you said, I think Corey Norman. Mm. You no, know? so let me ask you let me ask you a couple of questions on this. Then, um, is Corey Norman the best Australian halfback in the south of France? <laughs> in the south of France. Yeah. No. Is Mitchell Pierce? No. <laughs> what if you take Josh Drinkwater out of it? All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Norman or Mitchell Pierce? Oh, Mitchell Pierce looks like he, he's getting a bit better. And, you know, if we come on to Catalan next. Um, Which we can do. Yes. You know, they. they Won twenty points to eight away at Hull KR, and again doing it without Josh. I said a few weeks ago that they've looked better since they lost Josh Drinkwater. I mean that's obviously just a coincidence because Josh Drinkwater was quality, yeah, yeah and and his quality, and they'll be dying to get him back. But if Mitchell Pierce wasn't pulling his weight, they aren't going to go on the run that they've had. I think he is improving. And I think it's took him a bit of time to adjust. Perhaps he's realised it's not as easy as he thought it was going to be. Possibly. Um, I mean, he's out by having like Sam Tompkins and 
big, big pack there, but I mm. think he I think he is improving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you say, twenty points to eight. Um without I thought really Catalan's getting out of second gear. No. Especially in so. that second half, they just seem to manage the game and Yeah. They didn't have to do anything spectacular. Hull Care were better than they have been for the last couple of weeks, but that's not really hard, is well, it? Well, you say that, but they go 8-0 up and then concede 20 unanswered points to a team that you just said that didn't get out of second gear. Hmm. Hmm. So, are they? are they? Did they look better? Well, I'm looking at the Catalans try, the, the three tries. One was an interception, wasn't it? Yes, one 90 was, meter effort. One it? was, it was a, Laguerre, wasn't it? Yeah, one was an excellent finish from Davis. Yep. And the other one, Yaha, who, right, this <laughs> made me laugh because I, I don't know why he didn't need to, like, dive as high as he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. It was like he was trying to do some sort of roly-poly. <laughs> Not in a Tom Briscoe way. Oh, take note, Tom Briscoe. Yeah, this, is, this is how you do a roly-poly. Do you know what I mean? He, he dived, really. It, it was like... Um, it was quite Hollywood. It was like if there was a rugby league film. Mm. It, it, that's how he'd win the game in the last minute. A Super League stunt, man. Yeah, like <laughs> some sort of Super League escape to victory type of thing. You know. You're obsessed with escape to victory. I just like it when Pelly comes on at the end with a broken <laughs> arm and scores. <laughs> when I went to see that at the pictures when I was little, the whole, the whole cinema erupted when Pelly got that, that equaliser. Did it? it? It was like being at a match. Have that. That's it. It was everyone. <laughs> everyone jumped up. They were everyone was hugging each other in the in the cinema seats and everything. It was amazing. The Roxy was rocking. Let me tell you. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, go to Yaha. So, uh, try. What? Try. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, get more impressed every week with Benjamin Garcia. Yeah, real leader, isn't he? That team which is why he's captain but no but he is he's, he's yeah. a good player really very good, good player, player yeah yeah but yeah. where's that leave Hulk KR then in trouble yeah just not been the same since the Tony Smith announcement have they no no how do they get better don't know don't know okay they're in a real rut and I'm not quite sure how they dig themselves out of that hole um you could say the same for Wakefield. Yeah. Sorry, um, just before you move on as well, I've just had a quick look. Saints are still only two points clear at the top because Catalans are now two points behind them. Oh, are they? Yeah, they've overtaken Wigan into second place. I thought it was 20 points and both had 16. No, they've... Oh, they've thought over- wrong then, didn't you? They've yeah, overtaken did. Wigan into second place now and they're two points clear of them. I'm going to look this up then while you're talking. <laughs> right, in, anyway, in a rut, Leeds 24... Listen, you've only, just, you've only just joined on this pod full-time. Don't start making me look stupid. I'm not. I'm just... I, I just, do that. I can do that myself. I owe it to the fans to, you know, <laughs> correct you when you're wrong. Leeds 24, Wakefield 6. Well, I think the big talking point from this is James Bentley again. Yeah. Starts off with a double, gets himself two tries, and then a few minutes later, gets himself simbined. For another I've, high tackle. I've just, another, I've just another wrong about the, the points difference on the top of the table. Okay. It don't matter. <laughs> All right, okay. Right. <laughs> so I was right then. Doesn't matter. Let's carry on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's what's he got himself? A two, two three game three ban. Three game ban. Two tries. Another three game two ban. Two tries and a three game ban. He lost three I, two. 
I um, saw something on this. Uh, apparently, when he comes back, Leeds will have played 17 games this season by the time he returns. Bentley will have been banned for nine of them. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, we've said, haven't we? He's not been the same. He, he seems to have come back some sort of mentalist since he uh, he had that injury at Saints. Mm. Like, I mean, what what's what's happened to him? I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's good and bad for Bentley in this. He got two tries, and then missed, that's good, and then missed ten minutes. That's bad. <laughs> and now he's going to miss three more matches. That's bad. Oh, <laughs> but in the in the band stakes. He's now beating Tetevano 9-4. That takes some doing, doesn't in it? Matches, in matches banned for He's hammered him as well. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is hammering him. Tetevano's got some uh, catching up to do there, hasn't he? Yeah, hasn't he? So, yeah, so he's banned for nine matches already. That's just... <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. He's- the tackle itself wasn't. I mean, he he rushed in and was high, but it's his record. Mm. Yeah. If if he'd have done that with a clean record, he's probably looking at one match, two matches. But yeah. because because of his record, every time he does something like that now, yeah. and he's already been banned for six, he's gonna he's gonna get a he's gonna get a longer ban. So next time he yeah. does that, it'll be another three. Mm. Because top and bottom of it is, is he's not learning. No, needs to calm down a bit. Well, a lot uh, actually. It's just because he he was never really like that at Saints, and then, no, he was just kind of aggressive, like the good kind of aggressive you want to see in a team. And then he got injured. Did he break his leg or something? And and yeah. then since then he's just mm. like he's got roid rage. Yeah, allegedly. The um, <laughs> um the the fact is, rugby league's not a game where you can calm down, is it? No, you 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 but, can't. You have to be aggressive, but you've got to channel it. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. There's a there's a difference between channeled aggression and just anger. Yeah. Or recklessness. And I don't think that was anger. I think it was just reckless. I think when you are angry, you become reckless. Mm. But he's no reason to be angry because he's scored two tries. He's put them in the lead. Yeah. It, uh, just care- I think that one was just careless. Very, very careless. And the... The penalty that they got, you know, for offside. Uh, <laughs> How has he dropped it 10 yards I've, that way? I've made that. I've put penalty 14-6, knock on, big laughing face. <laughs> <laughs> because it was He didn't bizarre. knock on. He pretty much threw <laughs> it. <laughs> it was so weird. You know, like when under seven's coming, like they've got the ball and somebody comes near him and they're like... Ah! He's going to get me. And they just throw it anywhere forward. Like when Bobby played. Yeah, Bobby played. That's what, that's what he did. That's what he did. But then, but then even more, like, even just as funny as that, was I can't remember it was that picked it up, but stood looking at it for about seven <laughs> seconds. And, and, then, then, and then decided, uh, I'm going to pick this up anyway. Yeah, but he had to, because all Leeds players were coming. He's like looking at the guy who's dropped it like, you're going to pick this up? Yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. Oh, you're not. I'll do it myself He's then. too far to run. Yeah. <laughs> I tired. can't get it. It's miles away. <laughs> I'm <a bit> tired, mate. <laughs> I've never seen a knock-on like that ever. I haven't. It was comical. He, he didn't even have any pressure on him. No. I don't know what he he's doing. He sort of caught and <laughs> like it was red hot. <laughs> 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 it wasn't it. <laughs> 
It was absolutely hilarious. Oh, what was that ball? <laughs> oh God! It was it was brilliant. Um, but Wakefield, see, on a serious note, are in trouble. Well, number one, they're in trouble because they've now lost seven in a row, mm. and they looked as though they were capable of doing something. You know, at least mid-table earlier in the season. The second reason I think they're in trouble is because now they've had Mason and Lino that's been linked to Wigan for next season. There's a lot of players been linked away. From Wakefield? Yeah. Um, or oh, Tom Johnson's already signed. Yeah, Tom Johnson's gone to, to Catalan. One of your stats isn't about Tom Johnson this week, is it? No way. Because I heard something, it was on the radio at weekend, and I heard something that uh, he was in the last 208 matches that Wakefield have played... Do you know how many he's missed? No. He's out of 208 matches, he's missed 110. Wow. Has he really? I mean, he's, he's had two ACLs. Mm. I mean, he's had terrible luck with injuries. Yeah. He has. But that's over 50%. And, you know, mm. that's. I think that's what shocked me most about the actual the transfer itself. I assumed he would end up staying at Wakefield. Mm. Not because he's not talented enough to play for a bigger club or... And I'm not saying wait for that a big club, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you look at a winger of his quality and you think he is probably good enough to be in a, a Saints, Wigan, Warrington, Catalans kind of squad. Mm. But I just assumed he would stay at Warrington because I didn't think anyone would take a chance Wakefield. On, on on his... What? Wakefield. Sorry, yes. I assumed he would stay at Wakefield because no one would take that chance on giving him... You know, if he did do his another injury mm. and keeping him out. The other names, sorry, were James Batchelor to Hull KR and okay. Jacob Miller to Castleford. So that's four players there being linked away. I'll tell you um, what I didn't like, and you just reminded me about something now, Jacob Miller. When Bentley put that high tackle in, mm. straight to the referee holding, holding ten fingers up. Yes, mm. he did. I did see that. Players yeah. do it all the time now, though. I know, it just... It, it, there's no need. It's not It's not like football waving imaginary yellow cards and things like that. I do it on a Saturday when we play. Yeah. <laughs> when we play. <laughs> That's at his own team. <laughs> <laughs> Get him off the 10. We he's, can't afford to take any players off. We only rock up with 13. He's rubbish. Get him off the 10, reverie. Deary me. Uh, Should have done that to that fullback that knocked on. Yeah, held ten fingers up because he, he didn't have any fingers. No. Yeah. Anyway, last game of the round: Salford thirty, Castleford fourteen, and Salford uh, making a a bit of a run at things, aren't they? They are, yeah, playing well. Yeah, yeah, playing well. Um, got to mention it: a twenty forty. Yes, a Sneed twenty forty. Yeah, he's he's a good thinker, isn't he? He's yeah. got a good rugby brain on him. Mm, definitely. He's not seen many of them. I think I saw Danny Bruff do one once. Well, he was the first player in Super League to... Not Danny Bruff, Mark Sneedy. He was one of my stats earlier, either earlier this season or the season before, he was the first player in Super League to actually kick a 24. Have you seen Danny Bruff do one? I think he did one in the Championship for Bradford. He ain't watching the Championship. Yeah, I am. (laughs) I'm getting confused. Probably saw a replay on Twitter. I thought thought I'd saw him done it. I'm not saying he hadn't, but I just find it hard to believe you've seen it. Watch it on a Monday night on the Premier Sports. Yeah. Good, yeah. Right. I can't. Um, Some of us are working. Well, yeah. there you go. I always watch it. Right. Uh, I, there was a break in this game from Morgan Escaray mm. and Ryan Hampshire 
uh, chased him down. Yes. yes. And then let him straight back up. <laughs> and I've not seen that for ages. No, no. usually give the penalty Because usually away. they give, t- give 10 minutes away at a penalty. And he just sort of let him back up. Mm. And Salford then scored, obviously, because uh, uh, because Castleford were like still 20 yards in front of the play the ball. Yeah. But I just thought, I've not seen that for a long time. Usually they just do anything to stop him and get the 10 minutes, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that. I think the well, one of the things that stood out for me in this it was the uh, was the Simbinning. Did you did you see it <clears throat> from Adam Milner? I missed that. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I think it's just at this point, it's just a case of seriously just, just shut up because he gives away he gives away the penalty for screaming at the referee for uh, not giving him something at the play of the ball. So the referee, I think it was Liam Moore, then gives a penalty to Salford for dissent. Then he's still mouthing off and he gives him a further 10 yards for dissent. And he literally says to him, right, one more word and you're gone for 10. Mm. And he still speaks back to the referee. So Liam Moore just simbins him. Mm. But three times he was warned for dissent. And it's like... You need to learn to, need to, learn to shut it, don't you? Yeah. At, at some point, it's just a case of seriously, right, shut up now. Yeah. Um, Joe Burgess. Mm. Showing he's still got some pace. Yeah. yeah. His second one. On half time, excellent, and and it was a killer really for Castleford because that put them uh, ten points behind, mm. and they were they were always sort of clinging on. Weren't well, Castleford they? had the ball at that point, didn't they? And they yeah. knocked on, I think, and then and then Salford picked it up and went straight to Burgess. Yeah, um, right. Just a, a, a quick one on this, right? Saints are without question have been the best the best team in Super League for the last, what, three or four years? Mm-hmm. Yep. They've got a situation where it looks likely that they're losing Regan Grace. Yeah. Um, Rumours are that he's sound, he signed for uh, Welsh Rugby Union, hasn't he? Well, he's been taken off that list now as well, hasn't he? You know, the one that they released of all Yeah, the... but that didn't necessarily mean he... It, no, but it, it just he... meant okay. he'd been offered a contract. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was... For, yeah. Not necessarily saying... Oh, there was. It was just saying, like, yeah. he's been offered one, right. I think. Yeah, okay. Har looks like he's going to sign with the Dragons again. Right. I think, I think that's... Right, I haven't seen anything about that, but yeah. Nearing a new contract, okay. from what I understand. Yeah. If you were Saints and you brought another Super League winger in, mm. would you bring in 27-year-old Joe Burgess? Okay. Or 18-year-old Jason Garrigari? Who, by the way, has got a tremendous beard for somebody of 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, as you're right. <laughs> You're not wrong with that one, actually. It looks like him run off Combination Street. It's like it's like bushy. <laughs> it's bushy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if both of them are. I think the thing with Joe Burgess is, if he's a Wigan lad, does he want to go and play for Saints? <laughs> True. I, I think, or do you, when you get to that professional stage, do them he's left, sort of... He's been gone from loyalty. there a while now, Yeah, he? but do them sort of loyalties sort of die as you get to a professional level? Maybe. Why did Wigan ever let him go, though? Was it was it injuries? Or went, did just, did he just have the no They had an inf, influx. Yeah, he did go to the NRL, but they also had an influx of wingers at the time. Yeah, they, they did. They had, like, Manfredi, Marshall was coming through. That's right. uh, Davis as well, didn't Davis they? Davis was there. Yeah. 
So it was just a case of they had too many and they had to cut some Well, out. I think it was a mixture of him wanting to go to yeah. NRL. Because he went to the Roosters, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, but then he came back from the Roosters back to them. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, then I think it was a case of them. And I think he did have a couple of injuries at the time. Right. Um, it looked, was a combination of things, but he looks... He looks fully fit now. He looks, and really quick. Uh, sharp, yeah. I, I suppose my question then is, if you were Saints, if you were, if you were, if you were Christian Wolf, mm. right... Would you be looking at a proven twenty-seven-year-old England international try scorer, mm-hmm. or are you looking at the eighteen-year-old that not quite sure what he could be? He could die out. He yeah. could be brilliant. I'd be, I'd be leaning towards Joe Burgess just because of the proven track record and twenty-seven, nothing really. No, no. You know, it's the twilight of his career really mm. but I really like that Jason Gary Gary I think he's got a lot to offer and I think if, if he keeps going it this way I think he will end up at a a, a, a club like Saints or somewhere like that because I think Please. he's <laughs> I, th- I think he's got it all I think he's quite I think he's quick mm. and he's he's edgeability he's edgeability had he not committed a big contract to Castleford possibly yeah possibly not sure. It was just a hypothetical. Yeah, no, yeah, it was like that because because already, like I said, because he he does look like a uh, anyway, he looks a lot older than eighteen. It looks like you know, it looks like a, he's been around a bit. You know, if he'd had a couple more years under his belt, I think you'd be leaning towards him. But as it stands at the minute, I think you're looking at Joe Burgess. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Yes, it's that time of the week again. It's stats of the week. Uh, How many have you got, Bobby? We've got five. Five. Very good. Hit me with the first one. Are you forgetting something? How are you? Hello. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can carry on. Thanks. (laughs) I've got five. Okay. Uh, So the first one is the NRL. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Bellamy has only lost back-to-back games three times as a coach of the Storm, and they have never conceded 30-plus points in back-to-back games since his arrival in 2003. It's pretty impressive, really, when you're over 20 years of being the Storm coach. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Very good. Uh, stat number two... Uh, Bit of deja vu this weekend for Huddersfield fans, as this weekend will be the first Challenge Cup final not at Wembley since 2006. Um, back in 2006, it was also Huddersfield in that final. Oh, against St Helens. It at, was, uh, at Twickenham. Twickenham yeah. So hopefully the, they'll be hoping for a bit of a better result this time out. Mm, definitely. Very good. Next one. Uh, s- number three, Salford have done the league double over Castleford for the first time since 2016. Right. So. 16, what, seven years ago? No, six, uh, six, six, sorry. Six years ago, yeah. I forget what year. I feel like I've lost two years of my life because <laughs> of COVID. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, stat number four, uh, Hull FC have beaten Wigan in the league for the first time since 2019, 
and it's only their second win in the league over Wigan since 2017. 17. Mm. They've, beat, they've beat them in the Challenge Cup, but the, it's only the second win since 2017. In the league? Yeah. Hmm. You'd think that would be more. I don't know why, I just thought it'd be more. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. And my final one, we stick with Hull, as I've been sitting on this pretty much all year, and that is that Hull FC have finally scored in the first 10 minutes of a game. After just after 13 rounds, Adam Swift scored after just three minutes, and they are the last team in the league to achieve this. Yay. So it's taken them a while, but they've finally done it. <laughs> it has taken a while, that, hasn't it? Yeah. In the first 10 minutes. You can do that 10-minute betting, can't you? There's a good... Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. don't bounce. Whoever the, well, it, no, whoever. Well, yeah, or you can. The there'll be like plus four or minus four, right, or whatever. So, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I don't know what I'll be looking at this week. Then <laughs> is that it? That's it. That's five. Very good. Good work. Um, I think we'll jump straight into this. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. NRL time. Uh, just got the results, so feel free to jump in with anything that you've seen or you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Knights 12, Broncos 36. You know, the Broncos are like fourth now. Yeah. That's amazing. I just couldn't believe uh, it, that. It's amazing how, how the league changes from year to year, to be honest. I mean, yeah, but even this year, I didn't think they'd make the top eight. No, I Or didn't. eighth at a push. I think Adam. they've won like five games on the bounce now yeah. as well. Adam Reynolds. I mean, it's no coincidence that they're flying and the rabbit holes are, well, not. Cl- clinging, on, clinging on to eight. Thanks for that. Clinging on to eighth in the uh, playoffs, I think. Yeah. We got hammered again this week, didn't we? Uh, well, I'll come to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rabbitohs 12. <laughs> Raiders 32. <laughs> and again, no, the Raiders haven't been very good. No. Anyway. Uh, targeted not very good. Tigers thirty six, Bulldogs twenty two. Eels third fest, isn't it? That, that is a yeah. yeah. You can tell about the score there. Eels twenty two, Sea Eagles twenty. Dragons twenty four, Warriors eighteen. Cowboys thirty six, Storm six. They improved. Unbelievably, they're second now. I think the Cowboys. Oh, they might be third. They're still third. The joint, the joint second, joint with the storm second with the storm. Third points difference. Yeah, ah, right, but you wouldn't okay. have thought that that scoreline was a second v third, would you? No, definitely no. not. I'm not sure they can go on and win it, but yeah, they improved. Yeah, massively. massively. Uh, Cow- uh, sorry, Roosters twelve, Panthers thirty-two. Still clearly the standout team in that league, aren't they? Yeah. And finally, um, Titans eighteen. Sharks, 25, who have also improved quite a lot this year. Maybe the Titans or the Sharks? Oh, not the Titans, no, the Sharks. <laughs> Valiant effort from your team this week, though. Do you know they were, right. all, they were Just Just read the Seagulls score out again. Uh, Eels, 22, Seagulls, 20. Ah, oh, right, okay. At least yeah. we only lost in the last minute. What did your team do? Don't matter, you still lost. Right. Right. We lost Turbo Tom. <laughs> a loss is a loss, Bobby. <laughs> For the Titans, we, we 
tail off after half time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was six all at half time. Um, you were in it. A couple of good fixtures this I think week. That was the point. It was aching. Uh, okay. Sharks v Roosters. That'll be an interesting one, I think. Yeah. This that, week. Yeah. And the standout game is the Panthers versus the Cowboys. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. So that might tell us a little bit more where the yes. uh, where the Cowboys are at. Yeah, it'll be a good test for them. That. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And that was the NRL. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Right. We're going to move on to our uh, main segment of the night, as we said earlier, was the Challenge Cup preview, um, and I'm. Glad to say, on first, we've got Johnny from Wigan. How are you, mate? Hey, guys. You okay? Yeah, you good. Right? Thank you. Are you excited? I am. Looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it now. We had, um, we had a discussion before we were talking about it before, and we were saying, because uh, we've got you on tonight, and then we've got Nathaniel on uh, from the Giants, and we were saying, who's more nervous, you or Nathaniel? Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I'd, pro- I'd probably say Nathaniel, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going through his head, but um, I was probably more nervous for that semi-final, really, because I, I thought all along that was the big one. So whoever wins that one might go on to win it. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I don't like making too big assumptions. Now it's actually come round to it. I'm sort of like, ooh, well, maybe. maybe. <laughs> 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 what... Um... What you're looking forward to most about um, about this year is it is it is it the fact that it's at Spurs? Is it the fact that it's you, just that, that we're going to have got there? What what's, what is it for you? Uh, I think the main one is, is Spurs for me. I thought when it came up uh, was it last season when it when they announced it or the end of last season, and I thought I'd really like us to have a, a good go at the cup this year, just to mainly to go to that ground because it looks aced in it, but. Um, yeah. No, I think just the fact we've not been to a cup final since 2017, we've not won it since 13, so it was like nine years in it. Uh, seems like we're going to have us with winning the cup, aren't they? So it's good to have a, a day out in London and uh, hopefully we can win it as well. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about uh, about last won it in 2013. I mean, um, you know, nine years is... is you know, potentially it's a long time for uh, for a club like Wigan to go without a Challenge Cup, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like it's the same distance in the time from when we won it in 2002 to winning it in 2011. And that seems like a lot longer of a gap. Obviously, it was a lot younger than in 2002. But um, it's crazy to think that it's been so long since, since we last won it, really. So uh, I think that'll add a little bit of extra something to it as well, having not won it for a few years. Yeah, of course. You mentioned about Spurs, Callum. Is it is it true they have some sort of? I'm sure. Have I made this up? Where Spurs have this sort of bar where they pour pints upside down or something? <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, does it fill up from the bottom of the glass or something? Is that what it is? I don't know. I've heard something. Yeah. I'm sure I've, I've heard something. Been. Johnny, I've, do you know about I've that? Seen I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen, I have seen a video of this. But they do that at Anfield, you know, as well. When we went to the Magic Weekend in 2019, they have that at Anfield too. Oh, do they? And everyone was like mesmerized. By it, yeah. <laughs> if you if you get a pint from Spurs on uh, on Saturday, I think you you need to send us a video so we can post. I it will out. film it for you. Excellent, thanks, mate. Yeah, we we do we definitely <laughs> need that. Definitely, yeah, we're just simple northern. <laughs> <laughs> the trappings of London. <laughs> <laughs> really. 
Uh, yeah, like you said, Johnny, it's uh, been a while. Uh, it's five years since you were there, nine since you won it. But where do you see the uh, the strengths in the Wigan outfit? And uh, on the counterpart of that, where do you see the, the worries from the opposition in Huddersfield? Uh, I think our halves, I mean, look at that semi-final. Cost, Kay Cost and Harry Smith ran the show, didn't they? You know, we came out early and battered them, really took them by surprise. I think when... We were, I think we were on the 30 metre line for that semi and, and you could watch Cost. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of the headlines, but he does He does a lot in the background. He pulls a lot of strings and sets a lot up for everybody else. So I think there, and obviously Jay Field, he's been you know, insane in this year. So I think if, we can, if he can exploit a bit of gaps, a few gaps on that, uh, on that big pitch. Yeah, definitely. He might, uh, might find himself getting in. I think, so in terms of Huddersfield, I've I've not watched loads of them this year, but I've seen I've seen them a few times. I think Theo Farge, when you see him play, obviously was great at Saints, wasn't he? So I think he's always going to be a threat. And Chris Hill, how good's Chris Hill been for Huddersfield this year? You know, you, I don't think any Warrington fans were really disappointed that he left. Yeah. He's had a new and no one really life, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's been a great sign for them. I think at the minute Warrington will probably have him back the way that they've been. Uh, Performing this year. Well, they're signing yeah, think probably... more at the minute, aren't they, Warrington? So oh, no, they're, yeah. They're, they've obviously got um, a Chris Hill sized hole to fill, haven't they? Yeah. They've just signed uh, Kyle Amor today, That's haven't right. they? Yeah. So, um, one thing's for sure, Huddersfield won't roll over, will they? That's, you know, that, that's. Oh, no. No, I mean, it, yeah, definitely. I mean, they've, they've improved as a side anyway this year. Um, but I don't think any cup final is going to be easy. No, do you know? Um, do you, right, so we, you know, as, as a fan, <clears throat> I don't think that's which to just a general rugby league thing. I suppose this, but you know, when you when you look at the start of the season, and you think, right, okay, what do we want to do? We want to win Super League, we want to win the Grand Final. How how does the Challenge Cup compare now to to what it used to be? And I remember years ago, like all you go down the high street in whichever town, and um. All the windows would be decked out in ribbons, and the the bakers, had, the bakeries, would make special pies and things like this, and special cakes and stuff. Um, that's there'd be banners all over people's houses, and 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 it, it, you know, you look at the crowds and it's fell away a little bit and things, and you think, you know, for you, for you, what what's the, you know, how does it appeal now? I mean, I think it's still, to me personally, it's still pretty a big of a deal I, I know what you mean and I mean I think back to like 2011 and I can remember Galloway's and Wigan made these like little cupcakes and gingerbread men with Josh Charlie and Sam Tompkins numbers on the back of them you know stuff yeah. like that and even then not that long ago they were still doing stuff like that but um, personally I mean it's a big thing it's not just a matter of, you don't look at it when we when we got knocked out over the last few years I don't think oh well disappointing but Mm. Ultimately, you want to get to Wembley or Spurs this year and uh, and win it because it's. Yeah. I think it, from a Wigan fan anyway, it's like you know, won it nineteen times. You want to keep that. You don't want other teams catching that up. I know Saints have won it a couple of times recently, but you don't want other teams catching you. Up. You still want to sort of maintain that gap on everybody else with mm. it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and sorry to just go back to the uh, the the team stuff with you Johnny but I just wanted to ask you um, I th- if, if, if I've got it right Sam Powell returns for this game 
Do you think he slots straight back in at nine? Do you see Ooh. him as a big as a big comeback for Wigan? Oh, does he? I thought he was out for another week. I thought he had another week. I, might have, got, I might have got my dates wrong then. Um, I, I could have sworn he nothing, was back. Nothing like <laughs> pod research, is it, Callum? <laughs> no. I thought I thought he was five yeah. days. I thought I counted him back was, for this week. I was pretty sure. I thought he got six. If it's six, then I'm sure he's only back for cast for next week. Yeah. But to answer your question anyway, um, I think so, yeah. I mean, I've been really impressed with... Uh, Brad O'Neill, I think he's come in and he, he's done really well, but he can't. I, I think when he when he goes off, sort of around the sixty minute mark, he goes off and Joe Shorrocks comes on again. He's not played badly, but he's not mm. he's not a nine at all. Joe Shorrocks yeah. really ball distribution not brilliant, and our attack does tend to uh, falter when he goes goes there. I thought when. Again, going back to the semi-final, when, when he came on, when O'Neill went off, and I was like, right, I can't see us scoring another point now, because, you know, the, our attack does, does dwindle, like the points mm. are a bit harder to come by at that point in the game, usually, but yeah. I don't know. I think I think he's a good enough player to warrant uh, walking straight back into it. I think yeah. O'Neill's done a decent, solid job. He's made a few. He made a few breaks. He did the same uh, even at Hull on Saturday. He made a few decent breaks and and stuff. But I think he probably will play a bit more now. Yeah. But I think if he if he's available, I think Powell. <laughs> Well, we've got some news hot off the press that just renders your last your last answer absolutely John. obsolete, mate. It just... I apologise, Johnny. You did get it. You got a six game. I honestly thought I think, it was five games. I think we should just pretend like we phrased that question like, "How big of a miss will Sam Powell be?" <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then just, yeah. If he was available, he should come straight yeah. back in. Yeah. We'll, we'll just hypothetical. Yeah. You did get my hopes up a little bit because it was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> Listen, if you were here every week Johnny it's not let me tell you it's not the first time that Bobby's read something wrong and then come out with it is it Callum no by, by far bit of bomb information the there absolutely and then we'll go like have you, read that? have you read that properly yeah yeah no it doesn't say that does it like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god anyway um Johnny um I think uh my question would be around Harry Smith, because I know when we, I remember when we very first got you on the the pod, there was a lot of talk from <laughs> from Wigan fans um, that he wasn't going to be good enough, um, and that the, the club should probably look elsewhere. But now he seems to have come into his own, and I think you look at that semi final, and he, he sort of kicks Saints to get uh, to death. Um, how how important is Harry Smith now to the Wigan side, and how important will he be in the Challenge Cup? Oh, massively. I mean, like you said, like at the beginning of the season and last season, I think looking back, you can think he was coming off the bench, and it's really hard isn't it, for a, for a playmaker to sort of have an imprint on the game when if you're already winning, obviously you've got to do things the same. And if you're losing, it's up to you then to try and do something different. But it's really, really hard to make an impact coming off the bench, and you really got to impress, you know. Mm. He was probably just trying a bit too hard uh, this year and last year, really. Mm. But he's just, I don't know what's happened to him. He's just, now he's probably, that it's, he's just starting games. He's worked, He's probably worked a lot with Lee Breers as well, I mean, that's probably helped a lot, mm. having somebody like him to work with. But you're right, he, he kicked Saints to death, didn't he? And that's sadly, I think he put 
it was the the first kick of the game that uh, Josh Sim drops, is it Sim? Yeah. That high kick, and he, you know, he, all game, he, I think that was probably the difference between the two teams because Saints' kicking game was pretty non-existent, wasn't it? And especially in the first half, the every tackle, the last tackle seems to be a turnover. Right. And then, obviously, he put a really good one in. He was right near us. Um, Makerton just couldn't quite get to it and we were pinned on our own line 30 metres out, something like that. Yeah. And he kicked a really good... He was just shy of a 40-20 and it was a great kick. But um, no, I think it's vital. If he can sort of control the game with his kicking, it'll be a lot like... Matty Smith is a namesake in 2013 because he did exactly the same in that semi-final in that final two. Yeah. Brilliant. Listen, some excellent thoughts, Johnny. Thank you so much for coming on. But obviously, You're very welcome. obviously we can't let you go without an exact <laughs> prediction. An exact, exact prediction. Exact prediction tonight. We're not, we're not having this, you know, Wigan by 10 or anything like that. It, it's got to be the exact prediction tonight for this one. Mate. Okay. Uh... <laughs> uh, obviously I've got to say a Wigan win I'm like, you can't not do that uh, I'm going to go Huddersfield to put up a decent fight but I think we'll I don't want to say run away with it but I think we'll end up taking control of it later on in the game the 36-16 to Wigan that's a big that's big taking control isn't it and, and, mm, uh, yeah. and a Lance Todd Trophy winner Harry Smith. Oh, I like it. Brilliant. I mean, if you'd, have asked me, if you'd have asked me to pick a Lance Todd Trophy winner in the first the first round against Salford, if you'd have gone right, you're going to get to the final, he's going to win uh, Lance Todd, and be like, uh, yeah, not Harry Smith. Yeah, not Harry Smith. Well, <laughs> so, great, great I mean, the fact that he's a, genuine, yeah. he's a genuine contender now is speaks about volumes where he's come to, but. Well, listen, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Listen, mate. En- enjoy your day. Thank uh, you. And thank you so much for coming on. And don't forget the video of the upside down <laughs> pint because, like, I'm, will, I'm absolutely intrigued by this. So um, I will we, go uh, in the ground for this uh, upside down pint. <laughs> we'll, we will look out for that on Saturday. No worries. Smashing. Right. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you guys. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye. 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 Well, some excellent points and thoughts there from Johnny and uh, a, a bold prediction to finish off with. I think he's more um, nervous than he was letting on. Yeah, so, yeah. but I think our next guest might uh, disagree with his prediction. Um, we've got Nathaniel on the line. Nathaniel, how are you, mate? Uh, hi, lads. I'm very good. Thank you. Yourself? Very good, mate. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks. So, I think the first thing we have to say here is that this prediction was from February. It was. Yeah, Nathaniel. Only, so yeah. we said to Nathaniel about when we got a a, a a season preview for the Giants, and we talked about this, and Nathaniel said, "Well, we're going to win the Challenge Cup." Yeah. Now we laughed at the time. Well, you laughed. <laughs> I always believed in you. I, 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 I tipped. I tipped the Giants to finish second last year. So that was last year. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> there you go. So anyway, uh, Mystic Nathaniel. He's one match away from that from that February prediction uh, coming true. Mm. Nathaniel, are you still confident? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, to be fair, when I say it back, probably more hope than anything. Let's just be positive. But no, I'm really confident going into this weekend that we can 
um, actually get the done this time round rather than lose that we back in two thousand and nine. Excellent, and that's and and you're right. I mean, two thousand and nine um, was the last time that that Giants were in the final and went down to Warrington, didn't they? But um, yeah. You know, thirteen years—it's a long time to wait for a final, but that just—that must make it all the sweeter for you as well. Yeah, it's definitely like it's been a long time coming. And like I said before, the semi-final was good to have that big game feeling back for a good. But I know everyone's so excited around the town. Most uh, of people are nervous, but everyone's just more excited. Like I said, thirteen years is a long time. Yeah. Hope for now, Watson and the players can make this a regular occurrence of finals, and that would be nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to ask you, Nathaniel, how do you feel going into the final under the reign of uh, Ian Watson? Uh, obviously, he's done a fantastic job with Huddersfield so far, but his track record is three finals in four years, and he's never managed to just quite get over the line. Do you think he's got the squad and the capabilities to do it this time round? Yeah, I do. I think you know, there's been three finals, but obviously two of them were Salford, and you know there were massive windows in some uh, fantastic Saints team. Who most team, every team in Super League, and then they lost to Leeds in a grand uh, in a Challenge Cup final, didn't they? Which Leeds were a very good side that year. So he's been massive underdogs in both both them games, and he, he did really well to get Salford turns. Probably think he's got a bit of a stronger side this year and he's not against as good a side than Wigan. So, obviously, Wigan are a good side, but I feel his Huddersfield team is probably a bit better than the Salford teams he managed to get there. So, mm. uh, fingers crossed he gets he gets one this time. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether this is different for Giants fans as opposed to like when we just had Johnny on. But how much is uh, the Challenge Cup final? How, how much of a draw is it still for the for the fans, for the team, for the town? I mean, I remember... You know, I said to Johnny, I remember years ago when windows and bakeries were all full of Challenge Cup final goodies and uh, banners all over the ground and things like that. How, how much is the appeal still for, for Giants fans? Like we said before, it's 13 years since we were last in, in any sort of final. So I think for the town of Huddersfield, it's massive. And fingers crossed we've, we can take a few down there and some fans will start turning up more to the home games and following them more regular. And, yeah. But yeah, it's, everyone's so excited. There's a lot of people talking about it around the town, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, we can get these down there to support the boys. Yeah, excellent. Just on that note with you, with you saying that, Nathaniel, as well, uh, obviously not to take it away from Rugby League, but uh, Huddersfield Town are in the Championship final that weekend as well, so are you hoping that some of the fans will come together for the entire weekend and, you know, support Huddersfield Giants in that Challenge Cup final? Yeah, I think it'll definitely help. I know a few Huddersfield Town fans that have decided to go to the Giants game while they're down in London. Um, I think one of the reporters, it might be Matthew Shaw, put on Twitter as well, that the Giants said that we've had an increase as soon as Huddersfield Town won their game on the Monday night. So, uh, fingers crossed, we do get a few. And then, like I said, before they stick to just come and support the rugby team as well as the football team. Yeah, that's, brilliant. Uh, yeah, that would be good to see. That would be excellent to see a a full sea of Huddersfield fans in in Twi- in uh, sorry to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. What um, do you think? I mean, the big talking point that we've mentioned before is uh, will 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 Price come back in? Uh, I think it'll all depend on the fitness of Theo Farge and Ollie Russell. 
Okay. Um, I know he wants to say they're both doubts at the moment, but um, I think if both missing due to injury, then he'll come in because he's probably one of the only outs we've got. However, I think if one of them are fit, then I think Jack Coggle will get the place alongside whoever's fit just because he's played you know, a few more games over the last two months. Yeah. And I think it's a massive game for an 18-year-old to come in when he's not played for two, two and a half months. I think it's a huge game for him to come into, but... Do you think he might? Um, do you think he might come off the? Do you think he might put him on the bench and come off the bench, or do you think he'll miss uh, it altogether? Me personally, if it were up to me, I think I would, because mm. um, I keep saying to some of the lads, if we're six points down, we're ten to go. Yeah, is that sort of player that can come on and he'll just try something absolutely stupid and he'll come off for him? Yeah. Is that sort of maverick player that we've got? That's but right. I think with Ian Watson, I think he'll stick with Golden on the bench just because he can cover uh, Hooker at Daniel if Danny Levi needs a spell or. Yeah. Obviously, full-back wing. He comes that many positions. I think the versatility of Ashton Gordon will get him the final spot on the bench rather than Will. But if it was me, I would, I'd, I'd go Will. I think I'd, I'd agree because you can, you've got one chance in a final and you can pull something out of nothing, can't you? So, yeah, mm. I think I'd, yeah. I'd agree. It's a bit similar to the Jack Wellsby situation um, in, was it 2020? Yeah. When yes. When uh, Phil Farge got injured and they brought Jack Wellsby on, didn't That's they? Right. And he went into yeah. the halves. Yeah, yeah. So. It's just I said before the season is that sort of player that you've just got to find a way to put him in the seventeen because he can win you a game. Yeah, and I, I get the point where he can lose your game, but he can win your game. Is you know he's a maverick player. He's the only maverick, probably the most maverick player we've got in our squad. And um, yeah, you're just chucking the ball and just tell him to do something. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, he normally does. I mean, I hope um, Callum, I hope Farge makes it because the last time he was at Wembley, he, didn't he, he broke his shoulder, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he come off the Saints and Warrington one, wasn't it? And physically just couldn't and pass couldn't the ball, play. could he? It'd be a shame so, if he yeah. missed out again through injury. Yeah, it, it would yeah. be. Yeah, so I, I hope for for his sake and Oldersfield that that he does he play. So it, it could be the difference. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Nathaniel, this might be a bit more of a, a hypothetical question for you, keeping in mind what you've just said about um, Price and obviously the half situation. But if if Price is your only option that day, where do you? Where do you see him slotting in? Do you going in? Do you put Lola here to the halves if there is a half missing, or do you keep him at fullback because Ian Watson has described Lola here as one of the best fullbacks in the league as well? So, you know, where do you go with that? Keep, uh, you know, bearing that statement in mind, really. Uh, I'd personally just put him in the halves, um, and with Watson, I don't think you can move to it from fullback. Um, I won't lie, I'd had a bit of doubts when we announced to Lola here coming, mm. um, but behind Luke Yates is probably our player of the year this year. He's, He's been absolutely fantastic every game for us and there's someone playing so well in that position. Mm. Just less destruction in the team and moving him to the halves and putting Will at fullback. Will can do a job at half. You know, if he's in with Cogger, then let Cogger organise the team and let just Will and Tui play what they see and off the cuff and mm. like I said, let's test his arms because we know we're going to a good side and they'll go for 80 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. we've just got to do the same. I mean, where are the other strengths? I mean, when we spoke to Johnny, he was he, he was lavishing praise on um, the resurgence of Chris Hill, wasn't he? Mm. Um, and, you know, he, he was saying how well he, he thought he'd done and he was a bit uh, a bit worried about the impact that Chris Hill might have on the uh, on the game. Yeah, definitely. I agree with our forwards. I think we can get over top of their forwards. Um, Chris Hill's been immense since he came to us. Luke Yates is a consistent 9 out of 10 every single week for us. Jones' leg drive as well. McQueen, if he's back, it looks like he's going to be back fit. If he's 100%, he's one of the best back rows in the league at the moment. So and we've got a few young lads there, like Owen Trout and Wilson, who have just been fantastic all year, never let us down. So 
Yeah. I do think when we played Wigan away, we may have lost, but I thought we got on top of him in the forwards as well. Yeah. Um, so if I reckon if the forwards and three or five players and guides is round, then yeah. there was a very good chance. Yeah. And what um, uh, what worries have you got about the opposition? Uh, just the pace. I think they've got a lot more pace in their team than we have, especially with Jai Field, Bevan French, Liam Marshall. So they're back three. I think we've got a. We did a job in Ryan Hall in the semi-final where we kicked it to him and every time he caught it, it was in his face. And I think we've got to sort of do the same on one of them because but in problem doing that to them is you've got to make sure you're there because if you, do, if you give Jai Field or Liam Marshall any sort of gaps, then you know the nine times out of ten will go the full for the pitch against you. So yeah. the pace that their back three have is, you know, does worry me a bit because we don't have that much pace in our back line. Mm. Um, but hopefully that won't matter. Yeah. Do you um, do you take anything out of last week's result against uh, Wigan on the Thursday night? You obviously got the the win on the the, the challenge cut. What would be the the um, the game before it? Do you take anything yeah. from that, or was the was the Wigan side a bit weaker that day, or how do you see that? No, nah, nah, I don't think there's anything to take out of it. Um, Wigan also rested or right, ten or eleven players. We rested seven or eight. Um, it's going to be two totally different teams. I've got to go back to like I think the second or third game of the season where I take out where we lost by 12 points to them, but I did feel we were a bit unlucky that night, but we were without Danny Levi and Theo Five, so if they're both playing this time, then you know that's where I'm getting my hope from, that we'll be close to them, but what, two good times ago next head, so. Yeah, but that, that two weeks ago, there's too many changes in the team, and I don't think no coach wants to show their hand too early. Yeah, no, that's good. Just a just a couple of just a couple of things just to finish off, Nathaniel. One yep. one is in regard to a text that you sent me yesterday. Um, okay. Which was uh, how how would this how would this rank if the Giants were to win this? Uh, best day of my life. But you're not telling your missus that. Uh, she'll hear it. She'll at hear some it. Point. <laughs> <laughs> she that, so she'll probably hear it. But, um, no, she she knows how much it means to me, so she she won't mind. She knows how much. She's a Leeds fan and she's seen her team win trophies, so she's okay. But uh, she knows how big this is for me on Saturday and how much I want it. So brilliant, yeah, brilliant. best day in life by far. Excellent. And just to finish off with, then uh, we want um, we want an exact prediction. None of this um, Huddersfield by four nonsense or anything like that. We just want, <laughs> we want this has got to be an exact prediction. Um, twenty-two eighteen Huddersfield. What score, sorry? 22-18. 22-18 to Huddersfield. And that's yeah. not just saying it because I feel like I say, I, I am actually confident that we'll, um, we'll yeah. do it, but it's going to be really close because we're going to a top side. So well, well, um, they're used to playing in finals. So. Well, Johnny Johnny said 36-16 to Wigan. Uh, that's, I think that's a good thing for us. Um, I know on the train after the semi-finals, and we'll can't be Huddersfield in the final, then we might as well give up. And, yeah. Exactly. Uh, no one gives a chance. So when all the pressure on Wigan comes Saturday, so let yeah. let's see how they do with the pressure. We'll just yeah. And then last question was last question, very last one uh, was the Lance Todd winner. Uh, Tui here. Right, we've got that got that down. We've got it all down for future reference for next week and everything. That now. That's fine. Yeah. Listen. We hope you have an absolutely fantastic day, mate, and the best of luck. Cheers. To you. Um, Cheers. And uh, let's let's uh, let's hope it's a great game. We'll be watching, and 
Uh, just just enjoy enjoy the day and enjoy the weekend uh, and uh, and and good luck. Yeah, no, worries. thanks very much. Fingers crossed for a Giants win. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Thanks a lot, Nathaniel. Speak to you Cheers. soon, no doubt. Thanks, Thank mate. You. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers, bye. 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 Well, two fantastic guests there. To uh, as ever. Yes, as ever to uh, do our Challenge Cup preview. And I think it's going to be a cracking game. I think I think it'll be quite close. Yeah, I'm thinking that more now. I've listened to them both, to be honest. Yeah, mm. I do. I do think that that we're going to have tremendous amount of pace in the three quarter line and in the halves. Uh, but the way Huddersfield have been going, um, I think you'd be foolish to write them off. Yeah, we've said before, uh, well drilled, well coached. Mm. You know, and I think if they can, they'll be looking at ways to negate the pace, won't they? Yeah, and 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 I, my first, when I first did, it was going to be at Tottenham. I thought I was a bit not, I was a bit upset about it because I like Wembley and I think it's quite historic. And um, I think I was more annoyed that the fact we couldn't have our Challenge Cup there for the the Women's Euros, and mm. I just thought, is it not easier to move that? It's not the, is it the final? I don't. Know. No, I think it's just a game. Because if it's just a game, just move it somewhere else. I, it just, I don't know. It's like it's one of the oldest cup competitions ever. Yeah. And it, but, but now it, now we're on the week to it. Um, I'm quite excited to see it at Tottenham with the, the ground that they've got and the facilities. Everybody raves about it. You know, it might be what it needs. Oh, it's a decent crowd. Yeah, I hope it's a decent crowd. But um, let's let's see. Yeah. Forward Podcast Prediction League with six again. That's right. Um, that sound can only mean one thing. It's the last segment of the show, and we are joined by Bry from Six Again. Bry, how are you, mate? Hello, boys. How are we? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, very good. Yeah, good. very good. Well, we've just had our um, Challenge Cup preview with uh, Johnny from Wigan and Nathaniel from Huddersfield and both made some excellent points. But, Brian, how excited are you for the Challenge Cup final? Very excited. Uh, I, I get excited for it every year, to be quite fair. But being at Tottenham, I know it's a one-off, but the stadium's the best in the country. The game, other than a couple of injuries to key personnel, is Pretty much full team squads because there's no suspensions. It looks like it's going to be a lovely day. Weather-wise, I, I think it's all just teeing up perfect for the absolutely fantastic game and a fantastic day all around. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, while we're still on the Challenge Cup, then because we've no Super League games to predict this week, I think what we should do is do our own predictions just between the four of us now. And we'll do what we did with Johnny and Nathaniel, and we want a spot-on prediction. So none of this, Uddersfield by 10, Wigan by 6. We want a spot-on prediction and a Lance Todd trophy winner. So, Bobby, do you want to kick us off? Okay. Uh, I think it'll be quite close. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be uh, a runaway until a little bit towards the end, and I think maybe Wigan's pace might just kill off Huddersfield. So for that reason... I'm going to go Wigan 24, Huddersfield 10. 
And my Lance Todd winner will be Jai Field. Okay. Andy? Me? Um, I'm going Wigan 20, Huddersfield 22. So Huddersfield by two. Yep. Which means... (laughs) (laughs) But I'm neutral on this, so it doesn't count. Um, Do I have to make another trophy? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my uh, Lance Todd is uh, Danny Levi. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, good if choice. they win, I can if see the him. Right. Yeah, if, if if they win, I can then see I can him. See being, it, yeah, yeah integral. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go. Mine's quite similar to Bobby's actually, um, but I think it'll be a little bit closer. And I've gone for Wigan twenty four, Huddersfield sixteen. And um, I think the obvious choice for Lance Todd is Jai Field, so I'm going to go Liam Farrell. Okay, mm, good choice. Uh, finally, Bry. I am literally four points from yourself. I have gone Wigan 28, Huddersfield 16. Mm. And as I am the chairman, the co-owner, and the founder of the Liam Farrell Supporters Association, <laughs> I had to go for Liam Farrell. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> shouldn't, you, shouldn't you go, Callum, shouldn't you go for Joe Greenwood in that place? Because as soon as you played all your junior rugby with him and everything. Yeah, but then he blocked me on Facebook, so I'm not friends with <laughs> <laughs> For nothing, actually. Yeah. I mean, we got a point this out, it was for nothing. It was you, for you nothing. Like, yeah, it's not like abuse of anything. No, no. Yeah. no. Well, just... it was when he was at St. Ellen's, and He's... I think St. Ellen's were having a bit of a bad... Well, they were going through a bit of a bad time. And you're asking him why? No, I wasn't all asking right. him why at all. And I think there must have been something within the club where they just sort of went Blank a bit it, yeah. Um, yeah, off the radar on social media. And Because I, I, I only found out because I just sent him a message saying, oh, like, well played, well done or whatever. Yeah. I think they'd just won. Um, and it was like, oh... You, you can no longer message this person. I was like, all right, yeah, cheers, Joe. All, <laughs> only known you since we're about eight, but yeah. thanks. <laughs> Uh, well, do you think he? Do you think he signed for Huddersfield once he? Well, stayed at Huddersfield once he realised the old barge was there because he could never get past them. Yeah, when he was playing. <laughs> that's true. Maybe, yeah. yeah, he's like six foot taller than him, but could never get past them yeah. whatsoever. Any game, always picked on him, but never got past them. True. <laughs> so, right, uh, should we get right? Is that Challenge Cup over with? Yes. Okay, let's get it. Let's let's get an update, Bry, on the Prediction League. Yeah, of course. Um, we had one bad week, um, a couple of indifferent weeks, and a couple of good weeks. Okay. Um, so the bad week was the stats team, Cast Tiger Stats. They only got six points. Bobby's shaking his um, head at Roy. He's just, aren't you? Yeah, well, let's be honest. Let, let's be honest. Bobby was, you know, drinking cappuccinos and yeah, outside right. the cafe in the middle of Milan. So, and, and to be fair, not much better the week before. So. Yeah. No. And the two good weeks, uh, James from the Insiders, 21 points this week. Mm, don't want that, do we? No. Uh, you don't want it the other way either, because I got 26 points and closed the gap, including a spot on. Oh, well done, Bri. Four horse but race I want to put a disclaimer. Four race, Callum. Mm. I want to put a disclaimer on. I did neglect to say, I didn't realise it, did, but last week I neglected to say that, Andy, you got a spot on the week before. Oh, I only realised when I listened back that I forgot to say it. <laughs> I think we all appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, 
What, uh, what's the scores on the doors, Bry? OK, so top of the league, we have the Insiders with 257. OK. Then there's a gap to Andy, who's in second with 225. Then Callum's in third with a four-point gap, 221. Then I'm in fourth with a five-point gap to 216. Then there's a bit of a gap to the stats team, who have 185. Um, a little bit of a gap then to Lancashire with 179 and Yorkshire are on 169 and still bottom of the league. Yeah. But, but Bobby's plummeting that way, isn't he? <laughs> to the bottom of the league. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Bobby and Roy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was right. Let's not just yeah. put all the blame on me now. <laughs> Well, let's be honest, Bobby. We've had 13 rounds. I think Roy's only done four. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, Bry. <laughs> and, and Callum's nearly out of the, off the podium. No, it's just a couple of bad weeks. What is it? Four point gap to you. I just yeah. made that up in a couple of weeks. All right, well, let's see then. Well, we've got a week yeah, off. You, you, know, you know, like when I was out of it and picking to lose because, you know, I needed to close the gap and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way that you're on now, Callum. Oh, so, no, no. Brilliant. So, anyway, um, I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? It certainly does. It does. Um, oh, apart from, I think we do need to say, the very last thing we need to say is uh, congratulations to Bry uh, regarding football on his team's 16th place in the uh, Premier League and therefore avoiding relegation. So, congratulations. Champagne, champagne and champagne. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of it by the look of it this week, Bry. <laughs> No, that was called red wine, white Fair wine. <laughs> and I've armored shanks uh, tattooed on the top of my head. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's it. That that's it from us, I think, Callum, isn't it? It certainly does. Um thank you to everybody that's listened and stayed with us. Thank you to Johnny and thank you to Nathaniel and obviously thank you to Bry for for uh putting all his hard work into the predictions league and keeping us updated. Um, if you are going to Tottenham this weekend, stay safe, travel safe, and enjoy it. Um, and if you're not going, make sure you watch it because it's good for rugby league, and I'm sure it'll be a fantastic event. Um, and apart from that, I think that's it from us. So from everybody here at the Loose Forward Podcast, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye.